Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the M&M Hockey Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Alex Metzger. Alongside me is my co-host, Chase McCallum. Uh, we just finished recording the RFA podcast that hopefully went out a couple days ago if I actually got my ass around to doing it. Uh, this one is probably going to be coming out on the Monday, I would assume. Uh, so we're recording this at on Friday at noon. If any news breaks about this division or anything else after that, it will not be on this podcast because... We recorded last week, and the Mitch Marner news broke not even 12 hours later, of course. Right after I penciled in Marner to not start the season for the Leafs. Yep. Um, But uh, today we are going to be looking at the Central Division in our first Western preview. Uh, As always, we will be breaking it up into three tiers. Not making the playoffs, looking for a wild card, and probably top three slash competing in the playoffs. Um so we'll start from the bottom. Uh, this is the first division, I believe. Yeah, first division. We have only had one team in the bottom tier of not making the playoffs. I have the Chicago Blackhawks down there. I believe Chase does too. I completely agree. I don't think this is a super hot take. I think that Chicago is very much in limbo of not having enough depth. And also their star players just aren't what they were a couple years ago. And I mean... I think to Jonathan Taves' credit, he has been underrated the past year or two because he has been very good. Yeah, he um, has been, actually. You know, it looked he, like he might have fallen off. He had a rough year a couple years ago, and then he really bounced back. Um, yeah. But, I mean, if you look at the rest of this roster, I mean, they really just tried to bring the band back together, and it just hasn't worked. But the band is old. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Um, and so I think what you're looking for this year, I mean, Robin Leonard may be an X-Factor in net, but... It'll, it'll be an interesting case to see if it's Robin Leonard who was carrying the team or, you know, if Trotz's coaching system really helped or a bit of both. Um, I think that no matter who plays behind this defense core, their goalie's going to be pretty screwed. That was the thing. Like, they were so porous defensively last year. Even if Leonard posts, like, a solid goal saved above average, his save percentage is still probably going to suck. Yeah. Um, they have Leonard and Crawford in net, and I just, you know... I, you look at the defense core, Duncan Keith, Eric Gustafson, not a bad first pairing. He's nowhere near what he was, though. He's a, he's number two D-man probably at this point. If that. Yeah, I mean, he really struggled last year. So if you're counting on him maybe to bounce back a little bit, you could call him a number two. Well, two years ago, he was, like, like impressively bad. Last year, he was, like, at least an NHL player or whatnot. Right. But, like, I don't know if you think 35-year-old Duncan Keith's going to keep going up. No. I wouldn't bet on it. Yeah. But um, and then you have Oli Mata and Brent Seabrook as your second pair. Have fun. Yeah. Good luck with that. <laughs> um, and then Calvin DeHaan. I feel like Calvin DeHaan has to move up to the second pair, right? Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if he's playing in the top four by the end yeah. of that. Season, and then remember. and Connor Murphy. Um, it, not good. <laughs> no, not good at all. Probably one of the worst, I would say. Yeah, they don't have a good defense core at all. No, um, and I mean, amazingly, it might not be in the worst the worst in this division. If uh, we'll get to a te- yeah. we'll get to a team later, but it might not be the worst in this division if something goes wrong for another team. Um, still, uh, the problem is they also don't have the depth scoring up front to kind of counteract that. I mean, they got their first line of. I would assume Taves and Kane won't be playing together. Yeah, I'd be surprised if they do. I'm assuming it'll be Taves, Perlini, and Drake Kajula. Not a great first line. Um, second line, Debrinkit, Strom, Patrick Kane. I think that's a lot better. I mean, we've both talked about Patrick Kane on this podcast. Uh, he's kind of the definition of empty points, especially at 5v5. But that being said, I mean, he obviously provides benefit on the power play too. So Yeah, he's not in like the Phil Kessel tier of players, but I do think it's fair to say he's overrated. He's getting um, like um, 
Was it Hart? No. Uh, he was getting votes for... Probably the Hart. The Hart, yeah. Sorry. For some reason, I thought I was switching Hart and Vesna up. He was getting uh, votes for the Hart last year. It's like, he was nowhere near no. that good. Like, God, no. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, And then uh, after that, you have uh, Andrew Shaw on the third line. Shaw's good enough. Yeah, I like Shaw, but I mean, it's not going... Uh, or sorry, no, not even Andrew Shaw. Uh, Brandon Sod is who I was thinking of. Sod will probably win yeah. Taze, but... And then Shaw, I guess Shaw, the daily faceoff has Shaw as the fourth line center. I wouldn't, I, he's got to be a third liner, I would assume. I would expect to. But so. uh, yeah, and then David Camp, um, Ryan Carpenter, Zach Smith. That's just not good depth. No. Um, so I don't think there's much to talk about on this team. No, like I think everybody's pretty much in agreement that they're not what they used to be. They're pretty. Where, they're... Do, you, where do you have this team finishing in the standings? Oh, God. Like, league-wide, I don't think they're going to be, like, the Senators, Red Wings, Kings tier, but, like, I have them right in that, like, Oilers, Vancouver, Ducks, yeah, Islanders, Buffalo. Columbus. Yeah, in that next kind of tier yeah. where it's, like... They could be, like, 26 to, like, 20th, and it wouldn't really be that big of a surprise, I think. Yeah, like... Or 22nd, maybe. Fourth last. Like, I think there's a distinct three worst teams in the league going into the year. Yeah, me too. So I would have them like fourth last to like 10th last in anything. That would be the range of outcomes that... Yeah, somewhere around there. And I just... Like, if I try and do what has to go right to make the playoffs, uh, Leonard has to be amazing. Kane and Taves have to be like cup-winning Kane and Taves. And Keith has to be like even somewhat close to cup-winning Duncan Keith, I think. Yeah, Boquest coming up and being yeah. as good as Eric Carlson would probably yeah, like, I mean, I start think... to put them in that conversation. But yeah, like... Boquist should be a bit of an ad- uh, Well, obviously could they be an addition. already, though. Did they? Yeah. Oh, man, I didn't even see. I saw that he dangled someone the other night, but yeah, I didn't even they see. They just set him down. Um, and then they have... Who did they pick? Was it Doc? I believe so. Yeah, I don't think he'll start with the team this year. I feel like he'll be in the minors for, yeah, Kirby Doc. I don't think they're going to be good enough to justify starting them on the team no. either. I forgot they had Alex Nylander on this team. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Him being as good as his brother this year <laughs> and Boquist being as good as fellow Swede Eric Carlson would be nice touches to get this team into the playoffs, but yeah, um, neither of those two things are going to happen. Yeah, I really just don't like where this team has gone. I think it's been completely mismanaged the past couple of years. I think any Hawks fan will tell you that, too. Yep. I don't think there's any secret. I think maybe that they're still a little more optimistic the core can do more, but I don't think that they're expecting a cup run or anything like that anytime soon. They so. should not be. Um, but, I mean, they have three already, sure. so you can't complain. No, you can't <laughs> complain about them being bad, but no. they should be bad. Yes. Um, let's go to the next tier. Uh, I'm going to put... There's three teams in here. I'm going to put... There's Okay. I'll talk about one, assuming that not everything was wrong for the other to start. I have Minnesota as six right now. Okay. I have Minnesota as five, um, assuming that some stuff is going to go wrong. Yes. I have Minnesota as six right now, but I could also see them being five. I think that this team has been a very rightfully laughing stock of the offseason, or, you know, past couple months of just everything that they've done, and what their old GM went through, and just some of the quotes he had. That being said, this team is still fine. Uh, They're kind of stuck in that limbo where it's like they're nowhere near good enough to be a cup team, but they're also not bad enough to be, like, look really bad. Yeah, like... I mean, and their coach is still, like, Bruce Boudreaux. Yeah, Uh, I think, like, they should have a shot at the playoffs. 
they're a good enough roster. And they have, like, one of, if not the biggest gap between, like, their expected goals for percentage and actual goals for percentage last year. So it's not even like they needed to get substantially better, aside from puck luck, for them to get back in the conversation. They signed Zuccarello. That should help, too. What do you think of the Jared Spurgeon extension? My first thought was, oh my god, that's amazing. And then I looked at how old he was. <laughs> yep. And kind of cringed. He's already 29. He doesn't turn 30 until it kicks in. It's what, yeah, I was going to say, it doesn't even... Yeah, it doesn't yeah. kick in for another... Like, it's... I just... I don't, I don't know. So, for anyone who didn't know, 7.57 on a seven-year deal for Jared Spurgeon. It'll carry him till he's 37. Yeah, it seemed like one of those... Jared Spurgeon is worth more money than this now, so I'm going to sign it and know that it's probably not me dealing with years 5, 6, and 7. Yeah, and I guess fair enough for the GM. Um, like, <laughs> I, Jared Spurgeon's an elite defenseman. You're better to have him than not, Yeah, even the at 7.75 problem for the is I don't, years. I don't really see this team doing anything while you have them. No. So I guess, okay, I guess my question is, do you think they would have been better off to trade him, get a bunch of assets back, and try and rebuild? Probably. I think that probably would have been the better call, too. Yes. Um, I, I think. But, like, this team doesn't want to rebuild. But I, and, like, this team is in such a shitty spot. Yeah, they must just really love, like, seventh place. Yeah, but, like, because the, the, the problem is they can't rebuild. Or they probably can, but it's hard to rebuild with Sutter and Prize's contracts in your book. <laughs> yeah, entering, like, a six-year rebuild would be a little tough. Yeah, so, um, but, like, I, I, you just didn't need to go out and sign Matt Zuccarello. It's just like that kind of stuff where it kind of it still symbols that they or like shows that they still want to be a competing team. I just don't agree with it at all. I don't think that's what they should be going for. I, I don't think it's good logic. Yeah, like they're in that weird spot where like they have a really good shot at the playoffs this year, but also like if you're trying to take over a team, they're one of the bottom few teams. Yeah, for sure. And I mean they have sub young pieces, but like not that not many like young pieces. and not like blue chip prospects unless. Kaprizov decides he wants to play in the NHL. They don't really have. Jordan Greenway is someone who should, I would assume, is going to at least take a shot at the team this year. I would think so. He should. I forgot they have Federer-Gordiev. No, really? Oh, yeah, they traded their seventh for him because Dubas loves seventh. Not that that will make any kind of a difference. (laughs) Don't. No, but, uh, yeah, no, I I just, um, I don't know. Like, this team is... They're not great. <laughs> like, no. They could make the playoffs if, you know, like, it's not that wild, I think. No. But um, I also don't like Devin Dubnik. I think maybe stats underrate him a little bit, but his save percentage is overrated because of how good his team is. And Boudreaux makes Dubnik look way better than he actually is. Yeah, so like... And that decor. I don't know. Like, if this team does sneak in the playoffs, it feels like a team that's just going to get blown out round one. Yeah, like, I... Don't see them as a cup threat. <laughs> no. I see them as a seventh. What they've been eighth, for literally the yeah. past decade. Yep. Where they just sneak in and then maybe upset a team and then just get swept by Chicago in the second round. Like, yeah, except this year it'll be like St. Louis or something like yeah, that. Yeah, so I don't know. I Whatever, I guess, is my kind of opinion on this team. I think they, they should have tried to rebuild, but for this one year I think they'll be fine enough. Just yeah. kind of the most boring hockey you'll see. They'll probably be between like... 7th and 10th, yeah. and they'll have like some of the lowest pace games in the league. The usual. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. They'll uh, be alright. I don't want to talk about them anymore. It's putting me to sleep. Uh, let's go to the other team that, you know, uh, there's been a lot this of news one. out of there. Uh, the Winnipeg Jets. 
So it came out the other day that, you know, Dustin Bufflin, they were giving him some personal leave. Everyone's like, oh, what's happening? What's happening? Like, no, it's nothing family related. Then a few days later, it comes out. He's debating retiring. He's not sure he wants to be here. He's not sure he wants to play. Uh, This is crazy. Uh, This might suck for Winnipeg. Yeah. And like this news is just kind of out of every, any, like just out of nowhere. He never really seemed to be a type of guy who hated what he was doing. Like he always seemed to be like smiles and. And everything like that. And so, just from a personal standpoint, this is crazy. Yeah, maybe it's because I don't follow the situation closely enough, but it seemed out of nowhere. He has been banged up more recently. Yeah, and I mean, uh, obviously when this when this kind of stuff comes out, you just hope it's not mental health stuff. But, I mean, Chef, like their GM, Chevadeoff, came out and said, no, like he's completely healthy, he's completely fine. So, I think if he was, you know, he wouldn't say, I don't think he would say that if he was battling with, you know, mental health stuff. Um so I hope, you know, you hope for the best and that it's just he's not sure if he wants to play hockey, which, uh, fair enough. I mean, that's his choice and, you know, you got to respect that. He's made a lot of money thus far if he had given the NHL probably, like, his entire life, basically. So if he wants to walk away, you do have to respect that. But, yeah, uh, God, that would suck for Winnipeg. Yep, and um, uh, so I guess uh, they signed Josh Morrissey to a... Long-term deal that doesn't kick in for another year, but I really liked it. Uh, the cap, great deal. $6.25 million for uh, two, four, was it eight, eight years? I think that's reasonable. Yep. Uh, it's, so if Bufflin walks, here's the defense score. Gulikov, Morrissey, Neil Pionk, Nathan Beaulieu, Sammy Niku, Tucker Pullman. You need Sammy Niku to come up and just be like a top pair defenseman if this team wants to be good. Like yeah. really good. Because I don't think Neil Pionk is good. Or noted big body, Logan Stanley. Yeah, which I think, like, at this point, I think you can already call him a bust. He hasn't even been close to making the team. <laughs> no, he doesn't look like he's someone who's going to be the savior on Winnipeg's decor. So, like, yeah, like, this team is in big, big trouble. Especially if uh, uh, Connor and Line aren't starting the year. And I don't know where that's going to go or not. But if yeah. they're not starting the year, this team might not make playoffs. I think Dom had them projected outside the playoffs, even with Bufflin, and assuming they play. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like They need Hellebuck to be what he was two years ago, I guess, too. Yes. Um, Very much so. Yeah, like, this team is, for a team that was so promising literally two seasons ago, it's crazy how much this has changed. They would also, it would be very nice if, this isn't how aging works, but Blake Wheeler turned 29 again. Yeah. And um, started to play at the Hart Trophy level he used to play at. But, uh, and now they're in contract trouble. I mean, they have $15 million to get Line A and Connor. I mean, they should be able to get that done, but at the same time, this is kind of where you wish you didn't have Brian Little on the books. Yep. This is where you maybe even wish you didn't have Blake Wheeler on the books. and Or Kulikov. Yeah. That'd be a big one for me. Or I, Neil Poink. But at least, like, those guys are one or two years. Like, True. Little has five more years and same with Wheeler. Yeah, and Line is definitely not happy about that. No, and so, yeah, and, like, we get to that. Like, Line made comments in the, the media about how he wants to be playing with the best players on the top line. Any other team he would be, and... I don't like, think that's true. No, I... Line was really, really bad last year. Yeah, I mean, and Little handled it very well. Uh, he came out yesterday and he said, you know, I text him right away. I know that's not what he meant. Like, you know, everyone wants to be playing with the top line, top line, and... I think he finished. He took a shot at Line at the end too. He said, "You know, our top two guys are uh, Shifley and Wheeler, or yeah, Shifley and Wheeler, and I'd or, and I'd want to be playing with them too." And you know, so he's like, you know, it kind of was like, "Hey, you're not a top line player either, there, Line." But uh, 
yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I don't think it's true. I think that I'm not going to get mad at being, a guy being outspoken. I think we beg for that in the NHL, so I'm not going to get mad at a guy doing it. Um, I think that he probably overrates himself a little bit, but I'd rather that than a guy, oh, you know, it's a team game, it's a team game, you know, Bucks and Deep, it's a team game. As someone in the locker room, though, I would way, way rather oh, have yes. him be like, yeah, yeah no. I struggled last year than be like, you guys, I, <laughs> would, I was stuck with Brian Little. I would be pissed if I was Brian Little. If <laughs> yeah. I, that quote came out where it's like, I don't want to be playing with the not as good players. Like, I would be so angry if that came out. And so that is definitely fair to say. You know, as a fan, I love it. <laughs> I'm not a fan of Winnipeg, but as a fan of just the NHL, I love this. As a fan of personalities. <laughs> yes. Talk, yeah. Um, but yeah, I would definitely understand why Brian Little would be pissed off about that. Or, you know, even like like Nikolai Ehlers or whatever. Literally like, anybody other than Shifley and Wheeler. Yeah, so like... And even Shifley and Wheeler were the CNA, so they should still be pissed of the rift that would cause. Yeah, the well, and it, and it sounds like there's a locker room divide. I mean, I, I don't know, like... It, would it okay? Would it shock you if Line is not in Winnipeg within two years? Not after that, no. I would say not at all. Also, he seems like the type of guy that like he's so hard to value. There is almost certainly another team in the league that values him more than you do. Oh, yeah, which is the perfect scenario to well, yeah, but it, trade. yeah, and but it's the problem is like. So let's say you give him a like because he's got such goal scoring ability that he could literally just pot fifty. Next yeah. year, and it would be nothing. But if he's like a forty-four percent Corsi guy, you can probably, yeah, like win a trade, even though you're giving up like a forty goal scorer. Yeah, maybe. But I also think if he's a forty-four percent Corsi guy, you're not using him effectively enough because you need to find better teammates than that. Or he's just really, really bad at driving play. Yeah, but like, I don't. It kind of reminds me of like the Ovechkin situation, where like he's not a great play driver. But the problem was he reminds me of Ovi after like age twenty six. Yeah, like Ovi was a ridiculous. Yeah, like I, I don't think anyone's saying that he's going to be right? Ovi where he's leading the league in goals every single year for sure. But even like Ovi had all right defensive numbers for a while and like obscene offensive numbers. It wasn't until like he started to age a little bit yeah. that he became a worse at play driving. Like yeah. Line A is already worse at driving play than yeah, Ovi well, has ever been. And I think if you ask anyone who watches Line A, it's like sometimes he just doesn't care. Like sometimes he's out there and it just looks like he doesn't care if the puck's in the back of his own net or not. And it is an issue. Um that's a huge issue. But you know, I will say if he's at forty four percent course, I do honestly think you're playing him with the wrong people. You should be getting a play driving center that can play along with him. But, but this team itself has not been no they, I, controlling I, they need either. to fire their coach. Paul Maurice should have been gone two years ago, probably. I mean, you're not going to fire him after the playoff run, but, like, he should have been gone before that. I don't think Paul Maurice is that good of a coach. I used to think he was back when they were, like... Had good possession numbers, but no shooting talent? Remember the good old days when they were in that Hurricanes tier of the team where the nerds all picked a breakout every year and then didn't? Like, I don't know. I don't follow the team super close, but everyone who is a fan of the team has a lot of problems with what he does, and... I think it's, you know, when you have this much damn talent on your roster and you can't even be, like, a 50% Corsi team, I do think there's probably questions that you need to answer as a coach. Yo, 100%. He's got his Matthew Perot, seems like his Nino Niederreiter, like, is just play-driving god that doesn't play doesn't appreciate at all. Yeah, so, um... But, like, yeah, no, I think Line A is a hard enough player to value that... Yeah, well, like, you have to do a bridge deal with him, right? Like, there's no way... Yeah. For both sides, it makes sense. 
Oh, if I'm line A, I'm not signing a long-term deal based no. on last year. God, no. No, because you want, like, and for Winnipeg, like, maybe, but at the same time, let's say you sign him to... You could take the risk if you're Winnipeg. But I would if see you a... go, Would you go 8x8 eight eight if you're Winnipeg? Oh, that'd be ballsy. Probably not, but... So, like, that's what I mean. Like, if you go four years, I think it's a little different. But, like, when I say long-term, I mean, like, six, seven, or eight years at, like, if, if it's that term, it's going to have to be a big bigger cap hit. It's not going to be $4 million for no, that long. of course not. So, That'd be, like, yeah, I could just see the argument from the team's perspective to go long-term with line A, because you bet on that shooting upside and hope that the defensive play takes care of itself. Or I see it more it. from the team perspective, but yeah. I also think it would be insanely risky. Oh, this seems like, I bet you it's like a one-year contract for like $6 million. Or yeah, one, like one or maybe two years. Maybe two years. Yes, Short term. Uh, yeah, one or two. It's not over two. I would be shocked if it is over two. Yeah, yeah I don't know. For this year's scope, this team's in a lot of trouble, I think. If Bufflin decides he doesn't want to come back, this team is screwed. Like, If Bufflin doesn't come back, they are the sixth. I would put them as the sixth best team in this division. Yeah, I probably, unless Hellebuck bounces back to where he was two years ago. And Blake Wheeler turns 29. Yeah. Um, and they have their two RFA signed within the first couple weeks of the season. Yeah, because if these guys hold out for a little while, they're screwed. Like, this yeah. isn't a team that's going to be able to coast the playoffs for a couple months. No, especially because they don't control play very well. So what you have to do when you don't control play is either a fantastic goaltending or elite shooting. Kyle Connor and Patrick Laine are part of the reason why the Jets were able to get away with not controlling play last year. Yep. So, yeah, I don't. Know. This is uh, it's going to be an interesting thing to watch Winnipeg for a couple weeks. It's so funny that Toronto is the center of spotlight, and as soon as they stop, Winnipeg's like, "All right, it's our turn now with the storylines." It's funny that we're like two years removed from Winnipeg being. They were cup like last year. They were a lot of people's favorite for Canada Cup favorites. Yeah. Like even like last year, like I think if I was looking at um uh, my site's cup predictions and like. So many people had Winnipeg in the finals. Winnipeg and Nashville were the two teams because two years ago, that was the, the series. I think their drop back was easy, a little easier to see coming than that because their possession numbers did crater before last year. Yeah. And last year was just an extension of it. But yeah, they were still like, a, yeah. Well, they were that, that young, they were that young up and up that finally made the Stanley Cup finals. And then, uh, you know... When they still had a bunch of young guys who were going to take another step forward with, like, awesome decor and everything like that. And it's just all falling apart. Um, I'm just going to look now. Okay, hold on. So there is 2, 4, 6, 7, 7, 4, 12, 28 people who voted. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 people of the 28 had Winnipeg in the finals. 1, 2, wow. 3, 4... Five, six, had them winning. What um, a fall! What a fall off! That's yeah, that's I, just a cliff. I I'm about to do the predictions again today or tomorrow, but I can guarantee you it's not going to be any. I don't even know if one team has them in the finals. No, I bet you nobody has them in the finals. For the record, I had Tampa Bay beating St. Louis. Oh, actually, yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> and uh, only one person, Mr. Gabriel Foley, had St. Louis beating Toronto as the cup final. I forgot uh, we were high on St. Louis last year. Yeah, and then they came out and sucked. Yeah, <laughs> and then we're like, "Wow, this sucks!" And then they got bad. I was like, "Okay, yeah, yeah. we're we're still looking all right." Um, yeah, no, um, this team is just, it's crazy to see how much this team has fallen from grace. Um, yeah, but yeah, like they were in that Toronto tier, like literally, like even. Yeah, like last year, I think people would have said that Winnipeg had a better shot to win the Cup than Toronto. And some of that was division. Uh, Toronto had to go through Boston, Tampa, obviously. But 
a lot of people just also believe that they had a better team than Toronto. And again, that's up to debate. Even last year, I don't care. I don't want to get into that debate. No. But it was at least fair enough to see why you could like think that. Yeah, and now they're just... A very obvious... Where would you put them in the rank of Canadian teams? I would put them... So we got... I would put them fourth, I think. Who's one? Probably Toronto. I would say Toronto's one. Uh, I'm not going by points. I'm going by actual skill of team. Oh, then Toronto. Calgary, Montreal, Winnipeg for me. And I think you can maybe reverse Montreal and Winnipeg. Yeah. But if Bufflin doesn't come back, I... In terms of just skill, Winnipeg by like a lot over Montreal. But I bet you Montreal gets better results. Yeah. Yeah, like that's what I mean. Yeah, like a better team. I don't mean by points, but I mean like going into the playoffs, who would you... Or like to get to the playoffs and then do something in the playoffs, who would you put as the better team? And I don't know. I get, it's close. Yeah, but like even the, be, but... even the fact that it's close, I think, is my point. That they are definitely easily the third best team, maybe worse. Yeah, that's poor Winnipeg. Yeah. Um, I mean, and it sucks for the fans, too. They went for like a 10-year rebuild. And like some of that was in Atlanta, too, just to get one East, or one Western Conference final and then absolutely blow apart. Yep. And I mean, there is time to salvage this, but you need to find defensemen soon. And you need to hope Bufflin doesn't retire. Yeah, they. This is a terrible place to be in, but like they basically, if Bufflin's gone, they need to just win a trade, which is not something you should ever bet on. No, like, um, yeah, they would definitely need to find some guys and hope that Sammy Niku yes. becomes unreal, because that's their only hope to fix the decor. Yeah, even with Bufflin here, you need Sammy Niku to be unreal, so you have a th- top three. Yes, because like this team, let's say this team, Bufflin plays, they get Kyle uh, Connor and Line in at whatever price. And everything else is the same last year, and they sneak into the eighth place wild card. They're not winning around. No, like they're not a scary team. No, which is sad to say. They're not winning around. If they, if it's like what it was last year, like I think we both had them out in the first round, and I mean that was a bit of a surprise to people, I think as well. But yes. still, like, like if they have to go against St. Louis, Colorado, Nashville, or on the other side, L.A. or Vegas, or not L.A. LA. San Jose. San Jose or yeah. Vegas, sorry. They're not winning. No, probably not. Like, unless they make some massive changes during the year. But, like, with this roster, I don't think so. No. So. Not. I don't know. Yeah. I, I have fun with that. Uh, I don't. This team could be a wild card team if they get their guys back. But yeah, there's enough talent on the roster. They could make a coaching change and all of a sudden things look a lot better. But, like. Crazier things have happened, but. Okay, let's say now let's go the opposite way. Bufflin doesn't come back. You can't get a deal done with Connor. You can't get a deal done with Line for a month. They miss the first month, and Hellebuck is not good. How far say. down in the standings does this team finish? They could finish... I would have them sixth in this division then. And again, back into that tier with like the Coyotes and stuff like that. Yeah, like... like that's not a good place to be in when you're supposed to be a young team on the up and up. Yeah, um... Like, suddenly they're in that Coyotes like, and... Sixth like, last. Like, I could see this Canucks team... Canucks tier, I guess. If Hellebuck doesn't take uh, improve from last year and Bufflin retires, especially if you can't get those RFA signed, I could see this team being, like, seventh last. They might have the worst decor in the league if Bufflin retires. Yeah, like that's so that's what we got to the Minnesota thing. It's like... Or, sorry, the Chicago thing. It's like... Like, if Bufflin retires, whose decor are you taking? I might still take Winnipeg's just because of Joshua Morrissey. Yeah. Because I think like, he is easily better than every defender that Chicago has. I would think so. But, like, I like Gustafson and DeHaan, which isn't that much to write home about either. But like, <laughs> no, but... They have 
I guess you like you have the upside of Niku on this defense core. Yeah, like it's still Winnipeg's is still probably better. But, but like, like Kulikov and Pion, I don't like Pionk at all. I don't think he's good. Yeah, well, like I dock Chicago so much for having Seabrook in their top four, but I'm not sure Neil Plank is. Well, even like Kulikov hasn't been good either. No, he was never good. I had him as below replacement level like multiple times in the past. I don't see a reason why that's going to change. No. I don't maybe I would take Winnipeg's, but not by a lot, I don't think. It's not a conversation you want to be in. <laughs> no. To be a cup contender. No, not at all. Uh, let's get on to the Dallas Stars, the last team in this bracket of teams that could make the playoffs. Do you think they overreached last year at, by making the playoffs we'll start with? No. No? How about second round, one game away from, one goal away from the conference finals? Yes. I think any team that has goaltending as ridiculously good as they did last year is probably going to outperform their true talent level. Yeah. Which uh, is what they did, in yeah. my opinion. Um, I did like their offseason. I think Corey Perry was a smart bet. I think Andre Sequeiro is a smart bet. They're cheap. You know, maybe they're a fourth liner and a third pair, but you gave up nothing to get them. Yeah, it was fine bets. I like Pavelski Joe, should make the team. Joe Pavelski was a huge pickup. Because they had no depth. Pavelski adding, like, adding Pavelski to that top six could give them two lines. Yeah, and so, I don't know, like, I think this team could easily be, I think this is, out of the three teams, especially if things go wrong in Winnipeg, this is maybe my my most likely to make a wild card. Yeah, I have Colorado, like, right with them, but slightly yeah. ahead of them. Yeah, but, so like, we'll get into Colorado in a second. We have them in the top three just so we had a top three, but I was debating putting Colorado still in this tier as well. I think Dallas and Colorado are kind of in their own tier where, like, they're within error bars of each other for three in this division. Yeah, um, and yeah, so you could kind of put them, we can make a fourth tier if we wanted. I don't think the, the gap is that big, so, like, I would be, I'd be probably pretty surprised if this team didn't make the playoffs. Yeah, they, like unless I guess well unless Bishop goes back to what he was a couple years ago. True, but like, like he doesn't even need to be the the best goalie in the league. If he's just like the fifteenth best goalie, I think this team probably makes playoffs. Yeah, like they, as long as he's average, this team should be average-ish. Especially with the division, like the Pacific isn't good. Edmonton, I don't think is going to make. I mean, I won't get too into it, but like, there's the you have your top three teams in the Pacific, but then after that, it's like. One team, I think, that is better, or even remotely comparable to maybe knocking them off. I don't see the Pacific sending two wildcard teams. No, and even, not even just division. I want to play in the West right now. Yeah. If like, I'm trying to contend for a cup. Yeah, I think so. I mean, you have, I mean, again, we'll get into this next week, but the Knights are still very, very good. I think for odds on favorites, three of the four top teams come from the Atlantic, and the next one is Vegas. Yeah, and then... I mean, St. Louis is so. I don't think. I think people are uh, undercutting what St. Louis might be this year. I mean, they're bringing back the exact same team pretty much. They'll be good. But, um, yeah, and then other than that, like Winnipeg, we've already talked about. Nashville is. They've got some problems of their own, but they're still a very good team. They're still Nashville. Um, And then you have Calgary, who's got some stuff to figure out on their own, too. But. Yeah, like, I don't think Dallas is going to blow anyone away. San Jose, I guess, as well. But San Jose, they're. They got worse. (laughs) And they're still just kind of at the edge of, like,. Trying to compete. So, yeah, I definitely would agree with the West. But, yeah, for Dallas, like, I don't know. I would be... Uh, this is definitely... I th- Like, I would be a little surprised, I think, if they didn't make the playoffs, given the division. Yeah, they kind of remind me of, like, Philly West. 
Yeah. But Philly West is good enough to make the playoffs in the West. Yeah, because there's nowhere near as many teams up front as with a logjam. Because it's like, if this was the East, Dallas would be kind of clumped in with that huge Metro group we talked about, where it's like, there's so many teams that you need, and then there's also two more in the Atlantic. But here, it's like... League average should get you into the playoffs here. Yeah. And I think that's more or League less average could be. get you in the third spot in your division here. Like, yeah. And, and that, maybe not. I mean, we'll get to the other team next, but like, yeah, I don't like, I, I like the team. I mean, obviously if you have Ben, Ben Sagan, Radulov line, that line was unreal. I bet you one of them drops down and plays with Pavelski. Probably. Then you uh, have Rupa Hints, Joe Pavelski. Who? Dennis Garyanov. He used to get good in shell and you could always sign him out of free agency. Oh man. Uh, Corey Perry, Radic Faska, Faxa, Jordan, uh, Jason Dickinson. I kind of like that fourth, third line. Yeah. And then Cogliano, Matias Yanmark, Blake Homu. Yeah, whatever. It's a fourth line. I, don't I like Cogliano a lot. Yeah, I do actually. too. I think you're bouncing on him to you know bounce back a little. Even like I don't mind Yanmark at all. No, um, you can do worse for a fourth line for sure. Decor, Lindell, Klingberg, Heiskinen. That's a good top three. I hope it's Polak uh, though. And then <laughs> Sakar and Alexiak. Yeah, so they have two good defensemen. Yeah, and Lindell's fine. Like, yeah, he's... they overpaid him. They yeah. well, a minute they overpaid him, but he's in a one year span. He's fine. And yeah, like he's be, not going to be... He'll be the guy who can ride shotgun with Klingberg and be fine doing it, so... Because Klingberg's like a top 10 defenseman. Yeah. And then Heiskanen should be... Un- like, take another step forward. Yeah, you would, you would assume so. I, I don't see why he wouldn't. Uh, Julius Honka has requested a trade out of town. He hasn't been happy with his playoff, playing time. Which I wouldn't be happy if Roman Polak was playing over me either. Two no. spots over me, especially. I really want Honka get traded to like the hurricanes just for well, hurricanes in montreal are the two teams that are rumored so really? far so as you know everybody would start like being so happy if he went to the hurricanes and would just start a shit show on twitter yeah about whether he's actually good or not yeah um you know i think this team is uh they should be good i think yeah uh, they'll be fine i mean uh, in that they got bishop and hudobin <laughs> Maybe not the most comfortable tandem. They were, like, ridiculously they, good last year. I, I know, they were insane. But, like, I don't know. If they can be average, this, that's all this team needs. I don't think that Bishop is going to be a top five goaltender again this year. But um, if they can just kind of do what they did last year, but, like, not as good. They'll, yeah. They'll still be fine. <laughs> you should absolutely not expect no, what they got last year. No, but. not at all. But, I, yeah, I mean, like, if they can, uh, you know, just be fine, uh, I think that'll be good enough for this team to make the playoffs yeah like that's just the ultimate way to describe all of my feelings about this team it's just fine <laughs> yeah like they're, they're okay they're philly west yeah in that like respect and again maybe they could upset a team in the first round or something like that but yeah then you're flipping slightly weighted coins yeah so anything's possible but. uh let's go to the team that's they're right with colorado avalanche i think we both love their offseason as well they're um, a way more exciting brand of fine oh yeah um like they added legit depth scoring which i think could go a little further than some people are Betting on this team is okay. This team could either just be what they were last year, or you know maybe a little better than last year, or they could be extremely better if they get some big rookie improvements and the depth scoring actually provides depth scoring. Yeah, I don't think they're going to be amazing, but I think they're be way more fun than every other team that has as many points as they do. Yeah, I wouldn't put them on like the cup contending list just yet, but like, like this team's got to have have the Best or second best future in hockey, right? It's them or Toronto for me, and I think this team yeah. is so non-cap strapped so far that you could at least make an argument that they also just had the fourth overall pick in the draft. They have Connor Timmins and Cal McCarr coming up. 
Yeah. Like, this team is around there, at least. Yeah, as far as teams to take over to win a cup in five years, they're three to me behind Tampa and Toronto. Yeah, and I mean, I think if you're taking... like, So we did last summer, we did the long-term future thing, where it's like, you want this team for eight-plus years, who would your team be? Right now, this team could be, like, second or yeah. for maybe even first like i they i would be, make yeah. the argument for first like at least there is an argument especially if kale mccarr and sam gerard look as good in the regular season this year as they did in the playoffs last year yeah so that'll be the big thing to me i think is can mccarr be even like can he be a, like a, a, a number two d-man throughout the whole year because if he can i think this team's gonna be dangerous and can gerard's actual results catch up to his like tracking stats yeah because if those do and someone's going to get the Tyson Berry power play time, and that might be Makar. It looks it should be Makar, I would think. And that sounds like that's exciting as well. Um, yeah, and then like they still got uh, Connor Timmins. You know, he could be making his time up. They just drafted Bo and Byram. Like this is going to be one of the best defense corps in a couple years. Yeah, they have a lot. Makar, Timmins, Byram, and uh, uh, Gerard. Like that is going to be a very very good defense corps. Uh, you know, again, this year, like, I, I liked what they did. They went out and they saw, you know, so they have their big line, Ranton and McKinnon, Landeskog. They still need Ranton under contract. Um, I'm sure that'll happen. Then they went and traded for Nazem Kadri, so they have a legitimate one-two punch down the middle. I love that. That is a fantastic... Like, I don't think Toronto did terrible in this trade or whatever, but, like, I really did, like... Colorado going out and establishing a second line center. Yeah, me for too. three more years. Yeah. At a very, very reasonable price hit. Um and then so now you have Tyson Yost, uh don't Jonas Donskoy is another pickup that I really liked. I, I love think that's I think he's gonna be able to blossom in a higher role than he got in San Jose. So that's a pretty that's a fine second line. And then you have uh they signed Valerie Natushkin. Again, a low risk signing that you know it might not work, but it probably won't. He did like nothing last year, but But at the very least, like it's 850 grand. Also, it's not worse than what they had on the third line last year. No, their depth was so bad last year that it's not like these guys have high bars to clear. No, and then JT Comfer and Andre Burakovsky. Again, I don't think Burakovsky's amazing by any means. I think he's struggled the past couple of years. But, like, if he can just be a step up from what they had a couple of years ago, or from last year, that's all you need. That's all you're asking for. Yeah, like, his rate stats are probably better than his true talent right now, but, like, Say he used to get played as if he was a replacement level player in Washington. If he's a third liner, that makes Colorado better than they were last year because they didn't really have third line scorers last year. Exactly. And then Calvert, Wilson, Nieto right now is their daily fantasy fourth line. That's fine. Enough. Yep, exactly. Um, this team, again, I would be, uh, and, and that they have Grubauer. I, I'm excited to see what Grubauer can do for a full year as a starter. Me too. I hope he does good. Name their backup right now. Pavel... <laughs> Francoes? Francoes? I don't know. Ooh, yeah, so that that's a little concerning. I could see them being one of the teams that on uh, cut day, they just claim Yeah, it's like they, the they claim Louis Domingue or something like that. Yeah, a Louis Domingue went down like five minutes ago. I can see them claim Oh, him. sweet. Yeah, like uh, that's someone I think they could probably put a claim in for. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I... I think, yeah, this team, I would be pretty surprised if they don't make playoffs. I think they'll either be, they'll switch with Dallas, maybe, either the third spot or the first wild card. Yep. And I just don't really see them being anything other than that. Like, I don't see them being top two in this division. No, I don't think they're... Unless, like, McCarr just comes in and plays just unreal, I guess. And they're scoring depth. I I feel like they need a high PDO to uh, be number top two in this division. Or a really, really low one from one of the other two teams. Yes. Um, but I don't know. Like, I, I think if you're a Colorado fan, you should be encouraged by that too. Um, yeah, the future is bright. It's very bright. It's very bright. Um, 
And so, you know, like, this is one of those cases where it's like, if they get in the playoffs, again, they could upset a round or two. Yeah, they're one Herculean effort from Nathan McKinnon away. From yeah, and they actually have again. depth to help them this year, too. So. Yeah, it won't have to be just him. No. Um, yeah, you know, I, I don't know. I like the... I like the team a lot. I think that they should, the fans should be excited and they should have a pretty good year. Yeah, I think this is going to become one of like hockey Twitter's like teams. Yeah, and, and yeah, especially going forward, you know, they, they have Bo and Byron for a year or two now. Like, this will be a team that. It'll be fun to watch. If they can keep adding to the forward depth, uh, they could be a legitimate cup contender in a few years, right? you know, Easily. in a year or two. So, uh, let's move on to the top two then. Uh, do you, who do you have as number two? Nashville. Yeah, I don't really... I didn't put much thought into it. I just kind of wrote down my sheet. I'm fine with Nashville, though. It's weird. I, okay, I want to get something... Uh, no, 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 we'll wait. We'll do Nashville first. What were you going to say? Uh, we'll, we'll do Nashville first. It, it'll, it's going to come up in about 15 minutes, 10 minutes. Um, this Nashville team, uh, I think... Do you think they got better or worse? I think better? I think better as well. I think that... Um, the loss of Subban uh, with how he played last year probably won't hurt them as much as they think. That's the thing, like, on a true talent level, losing Subban sucks, but, like, he was so bad last year that you don't need his replacement to be amazing to be good relative to what Subban was last year. Yeah, and I do... So the Duchesne, Duchesne contract, I think, is going to be a clear overpayment within a couple years. I think Duchesne's overrated now. He'd be like the 30th best center around there. Like, he's kind of like 27 to 35 gap or whatever for me. Maybe a little lower than that. Where it's like, he's a a very, very good second-line center. Columbus was a sweet spot for him last year because, like, he's the exact kind of guy that can be a first-line center when Panarin's his winger. Yeah. Or Ottawa. Um, Or he didn't play with Stone, but, like, no, that's the kind of winger you want him playing with if he's your 1C. You know, I don't hate their forward lineup as much. So right now it looks like they might... Switch Kyle Turris to the wing, which I don't think is the worst idea in the world. They have a lot of centers. Yeah, um, I mean, I do really want to see them play Kyle Turris at center, so their centers can be Duchesne, Johansson, Turris, and Benino, and they can overpay all four of them for where they're playing. By, like, at least a million bucks. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be kind of funny to me. But, um, no, like, you look at their forward, uh, forwards right now. Granlin left wing, Duchesne center, Forsberg right wing. It's, it's not great, but, like, it's fine. Yep. It, it, they, they're really going by... Uh, um, skill by depth approach, I think here because and they're building from the wings. Yeah, second much. line: Victor Arvidsson, Ryan Johansson, Kyle Turris. Again, I don't hate that at all. Especially, you know, I, I think that's a fine second line. Yeah, it's good enough. Um, and then Tolvanen, this will be the X factor, I think, for this team this year. If Tolvanen can step up that and be, be like a legitimate like top line winger, even second line winger, and take Kyle Turris' spot. But Tolvanen, Sissons, and Grimaldi is right now is their third line, and then Watson, Benino, Yankrook is their fourth line. Um, I don't know, like, it's fine, that's good. Yeah, you're, they're probably gonna ask too much of Tolvanen. Maybe, if they're, if he's playing on the third line, though, I don't think that's too much of him. Yeah, that's fair. If they're putting him up to the second or first line, being like, hey, we need you to produce, that's not good, but. No. Um, yeah, I don't know, like, Corsica has their ratings as the 23rd best first line, 8th best second line, 12th best third line, 5th best fourth line, so it likes their depth. Yeah. It doesn't like their top line, which is a bit of an issue, but. It's a, yeah, because hockey's a strong link game and everything, yes. but, like, they should still be a good regular season team. I would assume so, too. And then on defense, you know, Ellis, Yossi, that's the number one deep pair according to Corsica. It's up at the top, you know, top three easily. Yeah, two um, fantastic defense. And then they have Dante Fabro and Matthias Eckholm. They just produce defensemen, man. 
Fabro could step in and, you know, maybe he, he definitely won't be what PK Subban was a couple years ago, but if he's what Subban was last year or like... He will be better yeah, than what PK like, Subban was last year. I feel comfortable saying that. Yeah, and then you have Dan Hamhuis and Steve Santini, so... Santini, not, not a good Not look. great, he's but... Polak level on that third pair, but... Hamhuis. I like third pairing. Oh, that's Hamhuis. fine. Yeah, I mean... I don't it, that I feel like the third pair won't get much ice time. No. Especially not. especially not at five v five anyways. Like maybe it's like the Polex situation where it's like you play with a lot of the penalty kill. Yeah. You're doing something wrong if you have Yossi Ellis and Ekholm and your third pair is playing yeah, a lot of minutes. More than like five minutes at five v five, like if I'm being honest. I mean maybe it depends in the on the regular game. season yeah. you don't want to kill those guys, but like yeah. they also have Matt Irwin as well, who they could and uh Yannick Weber. Yeah. So I would say probably one of those two deals is probably better than Santini. Oh god, yeah. They're one of those two guys. So yeah, Both um, of them. Yeah. Um, Even Irwin on the, his offhand is probably yeah. better than Santini. So, yeah, if Santini gets rotated out from one of those two guys, I think it looks even better. So, I mean, it's still one of the best defense scores in the league. And a fantastic goalie duel. Yep. Um, yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how they handle that this year um, with uh, uh, Pekarene and UC Saros. I really hope this is the year Saros takes the step forward as, like, a, a starter. Me too. I hope he plays, like, 50 games. Yeah. I don't think he will, but... No, I, I don't think so either, but... Um... I don't know. I hope he does. I like using even if they go forty forty and he takes the the playoff starter. That would be nice. That's what I like. I just want him to be starting come playoff time. I hope that's where he can take the step forward and starting because he earned it, not just because you have to start him or whatever. Yeah, because right? Rene's hurt. Or something yeah. Like yeah. That. So I don't. know, But like, if I'm Nashville, I I am very excited about this team because, especially in the West, I think this team has potential to go. Like, are they that much worse than the Blues? No. No, I don't think so. I think that them and the Blues, if they have a series, it'll be pretty tight. Yeah, and they have an extra second and third, so they could easily ball out at the deadline. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I like. I'm excited for this team. I think. I think some people are sleeping on this team a little bit. Yeah, like they're still Nashville. Yeah, I, I mean, and they, yeah, they, their cap situation isn't great going forward. Uh, you know, picking up Duchesne probably didn't help that at all. But not one bit. That being said, for this year's scope, I think they are a very, very good team, and they should be. Um, uh, with the West, anyways, they should be in that four or five team tier that it's like, yeah, I could literally, I could see this team going to the Cup Finals. Yeah. Also, they're starting. They're not like a really old team, but like they're starting to get there, where their good players are going to be at the end of their primes. So they should be starting to put the pedal to the floor. Yeah. Right. So like, yeah, like let's... I don't know. I understood the Duchesne signing for them. Yeah. Like I, I thought it was fair enough. I, I think like, I think they overpaid. I think if a team like Ottawa overpaid, it wouldn't have made any sense. But for Nashville, at least I can see it because it does it does help them now. Yeah, it was a classic. We're going all in. Having Ryan O'Hanson as your second line center instead of your first line center means it was worth it. Yeah, it's very helpful. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think this team is going to be very good. I think uh, like this is one of the teams that should compete for top of the division. If they came first, it wouldn't shock me at all. Not at all. Um, yeah, I think there's two very clear top teams here, and we'll get to the other one now. St. Louis Blues. This is another team. For some, I feel like people are sleeping on this team. Yeah, for the team that just won the Stanley. Yeah, Cup. like I've already, I've heard a couple podcasts say, "Would you be surprised if this team missed the playoffs?" Yes, I would be surprised if this team missed the playoffs. I'd be very. Surprised. Are you kidding me? It's the same team that came back from last year. I, like, I get they didn't start well last year, but it's because they, they just had horrible luck. So yeah, like, they... I guess like the only argument is maybe Jordan Bennington can't play a full year as a starter, and he absolutely shits the bed, but. I don't think that's likely. I think that even if like I don't he's not going to be what he I don't think he's going to be what he was last year. Obviously. No. But like if he's the 20 20 
third best starter in the league, this team makes playoffs. Yeah. They might not be first. Like, I think if that's the case, Nashville probably passes them. Yes, but, agreed. But, like, like, this team's just got so much talent that I don't... Like, where's the drop-off coming from? I just don't understand. They lost was Patrick Maroon in the offseason. Yeah. Like, I don't like Patrick Maroon as a depth guy, but I'm like, that's not going to be the difference between playoffs. No, he's not a make or break. Like, you have your, your top line, Schwartz, Shen, Tarasenko. Love it. Like, especially from the wings. I love those two Amazing. wings. Sanford on your second line. I don't think Sanford's going to be the second line winger. Uh, I doubt it. Um, but then Ryan O'Reilly, David Perron. I think they'll probably get someone like, um, is Jordan Cairo a left wing? Thomas might play that wing. Yeah, like Thomas could play his off wing, I guess. You know, uh, Sanford, or even Steen on the second line is better than Sanford. I don't know why they have, but like... Agreed. But whoever plays with Ryan O'Reilly on that second line will get results. Yes, exactly. If O'Reilly doesn't play on the first line. Bozak, Thomas, Steen is their third line right now, and then Fabry, Barbashev, Sunquist is their fourth line. I hope Fabry has a good year. Me too. He, I, he, he was such a promising player, and he just he had sewered three just season-ending injuries. It sucks. Um, so yeah, I hope he can bounce back a little bit. Barbashev, I hope he takes a little bit of a step forward. I don't think he's going to be this top six winger that or center, sorry. But if he can even be like just a good like third line center who's playing a fourth line role, I mean that's great. And, and I challenging like, Bozak for three C would be nice. Yeah, I like Sunquist as well. I think he's a fine bottom yeah, six guy. Worse. You know, but yeah, so Kairu and Thomas on in this lineup, I think as well is going to be huge. Um, I mean, Thomas was in last year, I think. I believe for the playoffs, right? Yeah. yeah. But I mean, Kyrie's not penciled in right now, and I think that's a that's quite the stretch. I would be pretty surprised if Sanford is a spot over Kyrie in this lineup. Me too. Um, but uh, that, like that being said, I don't, I don't know. And they also have Samuel Blaze as well on the right wing. Like again, I just don't. This team is the exact same team that dominated in possession last year and won the cup. Yeah, like I'd be surprised if they're in the cup finals again. But like I would also be very surprised if they missed the playoffs. They're still a good team. I wouldn't even be that surprised if they made the Cup Finals again. Like, I don't think they're a top five team in the league. Okay, but, like, four of the teams are from the East. <laughs> yeah. So, like, so you like, can't... I, that's true, actually. Because, yeah, like, in the West... Actually... Like, if they're the best in this division, are you saying that there's, like, three teams obvious in this other division that would be that shocking they didn't make the Finals? That's fair enough, Because actually. they, if they get first in this division, they're only going to be playing one of those teams. Yeah, that so, is like, true, maybe. Yeah, so, like, I don't... To me, like... I wouldn't be shocked if they didn't make it because it's the it's hard to make it to the cup finals. Like I as we just said, like if they lost to Nashville, it wouldn't be the most shocking thing in the world, depending on how the season goes. Of course. You know, if you look at the other side, if say um Vegas or San Jose beats them in a conference final or something. Vegas like that. would be the big one. Yeah. Or like even if here. you know, like if Calgary shores himself up at the, at the deadline and really makes a push for it, not the most shocking thing in the world. But like like they're top five team in the West. Yeah, the West is bad. Yeah, like, like, like I don't know. Like, I, I just, don't love, like, there are clear holes on this team, but, like, they're still probably the second best team in the West. They're, they're, yeah, I would say so. I mean, like, and then on the, so yeah, on the defense score, you got Dunn, Petrangelo, like that, Bomeister, Perrieco. Bomeister was better when he actually came back from injury last year. Still not. But he's still old. <laughs> like, you know, you'd hope to find a better left-handed D than that. And then Gunnarsson and Bertuzzo. Um... Like, I don't know. I, I think this team... I think people are sleeping on this team. I don't think it's that bad of a team. They're a good team. Um, I think that they should be in the, like, the hunt for... Well, I mean, I like, they'll be in the hunt for their division lead, and, you know, they should make it to the second round at least, and then it'll be a coin flip between them and, like, Nashville or something. Yeah, that's... That's what I have as this team anyways. Yeah, that's a very 
like well measured take on the blues. Um, yeah, I don't know, but like I, I don't know. I was listening to a couple podcasts earlier this. Week. I can't remember who they were because I'm listening to like sixteen different ones at once right now. But it was like, would it be that surprise that the blues miss? I was like, yes, I would be shocked. That would surprise me. I would be like, like I guess you know, like in that is uh, my concern a little bit. But even in like in that again, if Bennington is average, this team makes playoffs because the rest of the team is so good. Agree. In like, my opinion. They would basically have to play in the Atlantic instead of the Senators for me to yeah. be able to see, like, a reasonable way this team misses the playoffs. Yeah, like, or like obviously, like, Bennington sucks, and then That's Ryan fine. O'Reilly and Tarasenko go down with, like, season-ending injuries. That's different. But of like, course. Like, barring some extreme circumstances. This team is making the playoffs. Yep. And probably, in, like, in a top three spot and probably in one of the top two spots. Like, they probably have home ice for at least round one. Yeah, there's a distinct top two teams in this division, and top three, maybe four, depending on what you think of Calgary or San Jose in the West, and they are in that top tier. Yeah, um, so, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I just don't think it'd be that shocking if this team went back to the Cup Finals. Now, again, it's the NHL, and going back-to-back Cup back Finals is obviously. so hard, right? So, yeah. like, I'd bet on it not happening before I bet on it happening, but... Uh, yeah, I, I don't love the roster still, but, like, they are good. I just... Like, there's not, it's not like one of those, like, Tampa where you're like, oh my god, every line's so amazing. But, like, it's just, it's good. It's just solid. Yeah, yeah. like, like, I don't know, like, Steen, Bozak, Thomas is a third line. It's not like, wow, that's the best third line in the league. But, like, I like that. I would take that on my third line any day. Yeah, it's, they, yeah, like, they're just, they don't really wow me anywhere other than their right side on defense. But, like, they're just good enough, kind of all around to yeah, get they, the job like, done, I don't know, like, you say they have obvious holes. I'd say... The depth on their defense is the big hole for me, but the like, big, I, yeah, I don't think their forward forwards have that many holes because it's just average, and especially like Ryan O'Reilly. Okay, like, yeah, you, you have one of the best centers in the league on your team. True. So yeah, like I just I I don't love the roster, but like they are just good enough everywhere that they see, should be like yeah. a solid team. I think this is a very good roster. I, I think it's a well built roster for depth. Um, I think, given what they've had to work with, I think they've perfectly constructed it. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't have much more to say than that. Uh, yeah, like, I don't see an obvious mistake here. No, like, I I think this year they should probably be going and looking out for another left-handed D. Playing Bo Meester in the top four would be that obvious mistake. Yeah, like, but, and I mean, I don't know, like, I guess who's available for a left-handed D? Apparently it's a good time to be shopping for a defenseman. Yeah. That got reported yesterday. Yeah, LeBron said that. I don't know which defenseman. I know Falk and Ristolainen were two of them, which would be a... So I don't know if that's really a good time to be shopping for a defenseman. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I guess knowing which defenseman it would be would probably help. Yeah, but I guess my point is like just trying to pick up like even like a Kempney... Would be huge. Yeah, yeah. like that kind of that type of player, right? Where it's like he doesn't have to drive your line, but if you put him again uh, alongside Colton Pergaco, he's going to be good. Yeah, they're in a nice spot where, like, the top set, so they just need, like, one... One or two pieces on the blue line, and again, this team looks really good. Yeah, they're like a Marcus Johansson or, like, a Michael Kempney away from looking even better. Exactly. And they have all of their picks until the 6th and 7th round. How do they not have their 6th and 7th round? What do they trade away? I have no idea. Well, they trade one to Ottawa. They did. Um, oh, wait, no. They traded it to Edmonton. I'm so confused. So they traded Edmonton for Jacob Yerbeck, and then Edmonton traded to Ottawa for Chris Weidman. Oh. What a trade. (laughs) 
Um, but yeah, like they have their first, second, third, fourth, fifth round picks, and they don't have their second next year. So they do have assets to work with. Yeah, that wouldn't be that difficult for them to make a smart trade. Yeah, and I don't think they really need to give away their first rounder to go get a, a left, a second pair left hand defenseman if they can find the right guy. Again, I, off the top of my head, I don't know, but still. I'm sure there will be a company out there this year. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. I like this team. I think they're pretty good. Um, I think people are sleeping on them a little bit in terms of. You know, maybe the Stanley Cup hangover is a thing, but I, I think overall, I think this team will be good. Yeah, they'll Very be good. Should be first or second in this division. Yeah. Um, thanks, everyone, for listening. We will be back with our final division preview next week, and then the regular season will be underway. Actually. Yeah, it starts October 2nd, so. I'm not ready. By the time this gets out, it'll be the 22nd, 23rd, and then the 30th will be the next one. So, yep. Um, so, thanks, everyone, for listening. As always, you can find my work at any on lastwordonhockey.com and on Twitter at NHL Sends and Stuff. Chase. Twitter, CMHockey66. We will see you all next week.